What's up, everyone? This is the Next Tape Podcast, episode 17 with Mikhail and Antonika, where we have conversation on different topics. So we're two weeks into 2024. And uh, well, actually, we record no. when we when this releases will be almost a month into 2024. Okay. But uh, well, we're, we're, we're like a week and a half or so into the new year as we record mm-hmm. so okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 my math is kind of wrong so um i apologize to the crowd out there so. listen i i didn't i didn't go to school to do math i did law to avoid math so <laughs> that's that's me okay well even though you can't really avoid math entirely so, yeah we're, we're yeah we're both bad at math so mm-hmm. um you're smarter than us guys so <laughs> so what is today's topic today uh tanika so today we're going to be going into outer space for a little bit we're going to be talking about the devil comet that's kind of been going around for a little bit now um as well as a ghostly comet hand that has been seen out in space and then we're going to come right back down to earth into new york for the bullshit that men do because we're going to be talking about the adult survivor law that was passed in new york in november 2022 and just recently um went away it's done now as yeah. of november 2023 yeah yeah that's what we're going yeah. to be talking about yeah 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 let's let's go ahead and continue the the conversation yes Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so let's do the very first topic. We're going to be out in space for now. Um, It's a little easier to deal with than what we will talk about at the end there. But we're going to be talking about the Devil Comet. Now, if any for anyone who hasn't heard about the Devil Comet, there is a comet out in space right now that is seen with horns and horns mm. and it also has ice volcano to light up earth skies like you can actually see it at times i think there was a point a couple months ago you could actually see it if you had the right equipment to see it mm. so the devil comet was initially spotted catch this in 1812 this is how old this comet is. It was initially seen over 100, 200 years ago in 1812. So the um, the comet has a cycle of approximately 71 years. So I'll explain that in a minute. Yeah. So Earth can anticipate the comet reaching its maximum brightness in mid-April, so it hasn't happened yet. Um, so mm-hmm. it's working up to being at its brightest. And it's um, it's going to be positioned about 232 million kilometers, which is the equivalent for Americans out there, if you even can understand this number at all, is 14 billion, 41 million, 
58 something and whatever a lot of miles away from earth okay wow. <laughs> a lot um so it might be bright enough that you can see with your naked eye or with binoculars but that's not because it's going to be super close it's because it's going to be super bright like i said it's going to reach its brightest in mid-april mm. um so this was said by the way by someone by the name of teddy carita who is the postdoctoral researcher at lowell observatory in flagstaff arizona so he goes on to say quote there's a chance that ponds brooks will be bright enough which that's what they're calling the whole comet um mm. to see with your naked eye next spring so april but it will most almost certainly be bright enough to see with even a small set of binoculars or a starter backyard telescope. The primary bit of space news next April will obviously be the total solar eclipse. We're getting a solar eclipse as well, so people should consider marking their calendars to try to see the comet just in case it's not getting as much news. Mm -hmm. It probably won't in terms of the eclipse. So, probably won't. This calls for the Avengers? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. let's go on to say the comet earned its nickname Bevel back in July of 23 when astrom astronomers sometimes that hurts to say observed hordes surrounding its nucleus with likening it to the Millennium Falcon spaceship mm. from Star Wars for those who know what that looks like because I don't really know what that looks like right. um so Carita, who we've been talking about lately, could clarify that these quote-unquote horns are essentially tails composed of gas and dust resulting from unusual outbursts that scientists are still investigating to comprehend fully. The astronomer told Insider that outbursts are when comets suddenly get much more active and then eject gas and dust at an accelerated rate. Hmm. So, it, it's very interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's basically yes. what happens with this is that it gets really bright and then it explodes and then it does the whole thing over again. So, it gets bright. It comes down to Earth? It doesn't come down to Earth. Okay. We don't want to come down to Earth and explode. Okay. That's bad for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it explodes. Yeah. It explodes in, in space. Okay. And then it just does the whole thing over again. Now, some of the recent things I've seen with the double comet is that it is getting a little closer to Earth. Um, mm. It's still maybe not close to create any serious damage, but it is getting right. a little closer to Earth. Mm. I didn't want to talk about that too much because the idea of a comet hitting Earth scares the hell out of me. So yeah. I, I like space and everything. I like talking about it and learning new things. But there are um, limits for me. Yeah, so. that, that's that's crazy. Where is mm -hmm. where, where's God in this? Jeez, like is God supposed to save us from this situation? Like, well, if you comments? are if you're religious, yes. then yes, that is what you believe. But um, I mean, I believe in a, a higher power. I believe in a God. I was raised Catholic, but. Mm -hmm. You know, I still think there are just certain things that are out of God's hands. Or is all in God's plan. We don't mm. know. So, yeah. anyway, 
So to continue, the comet brightens really rapidly and then sort of fades back to the brightness it had before, as I kind of mentioned. So yeah, so he kind of says, these are really, really bright, really, really large outbursts. And that's what makes the comet so interesting to scientists. It's kind of what I said before. So um, yeah, so he kind of goes on to say, you know, keep updated on any developments regarding the comet and the months leading to its anticipated appearance in the sky. So we still have some time as we are in January. So, you know, maybe if it's, maybe if I notice it, you know, we can talk about it. I probably won't notice it, but like, it's still kind of interesting. So, so to kind of talk about the size of this comet, They approximate that the comet's nucleus has a diameter of 12.4 miles, which is about twice the size of Mount Everest. Wow. Yeah. That's that's unbelievable. Isn't it? In comparison to other celestial fireballs, which typically have diameters ranging from 0.6 to 1.8 miles, the comet is exceptionally massive. I think we have definitely yes i would agree so that's basically it with the double comment if you're interested definitely keep yourself updated on things like like i said i have seen articles come out since i saw this this original article that has said it's getting a little close to earth a little too close to earth that's Mm -hmm. you know can get a little concerned especially because it's not done it's not done its path right. wherever its path is it's not finished yet so we don't mm. know what's going to happen if we can get it further away from earth if it's going to get closer to earth so if if that scares you <laughs> then don't read anything more um but yeah, you know yeah don't read into it Mm-mm. too deep i would no. say if you read into it too deep you want to get stressed out exactly you're going to you know and my anxiety levels reach a limit, yeah. so I can't yeah. go much more than that. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, right. that's pretty interesting. So the what? next topic we're talking about, we're still in space, guys. Is this yes? Yeah, so is this thing that they're calling the ghostly hand comet? And I actually have a picture of it. So I'll mm-hmm. post that to our now new socials so you can take a look at the ghostly hand. The devil comet doesn't seem to have an actual, like, I looked at the pictures of the devil comet. I can't see freaking horns. If I saw horns, <laughs> I'm all in. But I can actually see the horns. So, but this ghostly hand comet is wicked cool. It actually looks like a hand. It's huh. cool. Um, so, Again, we're going a little far here, going to a little bit of, uh, um, not just the space, but we're going to also talk about a little bit of science here. So in 1895, I want to butcher this name, Wilhelm Rontzigen, whatever your name is, thank you for your service. He discovered the x-ray and, you know, this is what you use to obviously scan what's going on in your bubbles and stuff. And he actually created this 
and and he ended up doing images of his wife's hand Mm. the first time he did this which actually kicked off what we know today now two of nasa's x-ray space telescopes apparently that's a thing um have combined their imaging powers to unveil the magnetic field quote-unquote bones of a remarkable hand-shaped structure in space so together these telescopes reveal the behavior of a dead collapsed star that lives on through plums of particles that energize matter and antimatter so basically this this ghost hand it's even more creepy because the comet is dead so mm-hmm. it's it because it, it actually looks like a skeleton in a sense yeah i'm looking at the image right now you're looking at it yeah so yeah. it purple it's purple and yeah, yeah it, it looks like a skeleton ghost hand so it's kind of cool uh-huh. and it, it's essentially a dead comet so so after so around 1500 years ago we're going to talk about the comet before it died um a giant star in our galaxy ran out of nuclear fuel to burn so when this happens the star collapses onto itself and formed an extremely dense object called a neutron neutron star now jimmy neutron I'm- my name is tim wright and brady throws and that's caught goes tim wright for the touchdown have you ever experienced open air listening <laughs> you can really feel the music have you ever wanted more options when it comes to fashion and headphones well now you do welcome to the future of sound The D4 has a four-point speaker system providing surround sound fidelity, Bluetooth connectivity, dual mics for taking phone calls, a port for audio jack plug-in, and a USB port for charging on the go. The bass hit me right in the crank. The sound is crazy. This is dope. Our unique dome covers provide branding, fashion interchangeability, and closed air noise isolation. Kind of revolutionary. This Oh, oh my God. Who invented these? Like, who's the mastermind behind these? To learn more about Dome Audio, go to domeaudioinc.com. That's domeaudioinc.com. I got ahead of you right now. Neutron <laughs> Okay, so yeah. basically what, what happened, so. Rotating neutron stars with strong magnetic fields, or pulsars, is another term they use, provide laps for extreme physics with conditions that cannot be replicated on Earth. So, it's just really strong stuff. <laughs> young, awesome. yeah, young pulsars can create jets of matter and antimatter moving away from the poles of pulsar along with an intense wind forming a pulsar wind nubula whatever that term is so i actually have another picture as well that's like i'll also post it it's like blue and you can kind of see like this what looks like sparks or something kind of around the like the fingers it's also a very cool picture um but it also it's, just looks so dark and just, just, just spooky. Now, is there like a, a clip out there that, that people can see, or is it just basically 
just pictures and photos and etc. I think for this, like I think there are clips of the Devil Comet, but there are like video clips of because it's not really moving. I don't think mm-hmm. it's just kind of there. It's not moving, right. so right. it's probably no act. I'm sure if you were to go, I know there are people who are space enthusiasts that can probably find those things easy if you were to find something like that but mm-hmm. um depending on where the where the ghost hand comet is i don't know exactly where it is in space um so i don't think there is any video clips right okay so in 2001 nasa's chandra x-ray observatory first observed this pulsar which i believe is just the ghost comet so i'm gonna go forward it's called ghost comet um Mm -hmm. they first um observed it um at some in 2001 and revealed that it's um pulsar wind nubula which we've talked about with them resembles a human hand which obviously you will see on our socials mikhail can attest it looks like a hand a human hand Mm -hmm. um so the pulsar is located at the base of the quote-unquote palm of the hand so that's kind Mm. of interesting um so this ghost hand if you're interested is located 16,000 light years from earth so i know that's pretty far (laughs) like it's far um so that's kind of that um so there's a lot of other things yeah 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 yeah. there's like there's a purple one there's a and there's another picture of it there's a blue one yes that's the other one i was talking about okay yeah yeah it is pretty cool so um just trying to think of what else to include here because a lot of it is very like spacey stuff that i don't understand <laughs> yeah um so <laughs> it, it's it's not as interesting of a easier of a conversation as a double comment but um so yeah oh okay all right it, it's that's 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 pretty crazy like you know mm-hmm. to believe that you know something like that is out in space, the demo comment and the mm-hmm. the Lucy hand comment. Oof. Yeah. It's all spooky. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it it really is spooky. And hopefully, you know, um we can give you an update on it in the near future. Or you guys can do your research mm-hmm. on, you know, these articles and search them on your own. Like we said don't look too deep into it it's not good for your mental health it's not good to, well just know just know your limits basically yeah yeah, yeah. just know your limits okay all right let's get back down to earth yeah to the horribleness that is yeah horribleness earth. Very, very horrible situation. Mm-hmm. Go on. Yeah. So the New York, they call the New York Adult Survivor Law, 
which was passed back in November of 2022 and was going to be an active law until um, November of 2023. Like we said, it just recently mm-hmm. um, ended. So it gave victims of, well, any sort of abuse, I I think mainly sexual abuse, but I think other things could be tied in, which we'll talk about um, in one particular case that I think everyone knows about. Um, With that, um, gave them a year in order to bring these types of cases that have happened years and years and years ago. There's one that we'll talk about that happened nearly 30 years ago, according to her, and was brought during this year, that that year that, that we had for it. Um, so we can briefly talk about the law itself, what started this, why did they do this, which I think, honestly, I think it's a good thing to have. Yeah. Um, because I think, again, it just kind of helps when it comes to the Me Too movement. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of cases where people, you know, have something happen to them. Yeah. And they don't come forward. Yeah. Right? So, um, so, do you have anything you want to say before we jump into yeah. it, though? It's crazy how this was, all out of this, uh, the stuff was basically like hidden for so long mm-hmm. so uh well when we're talking yeah. about some of these cases that we're going to talk about especially one in particular which we'll just say from right now mm-hmm. p diddy or whatever the fuck he wants to call himself these days yeah he is such a he's a huge person that you know the person who brought the case which for those people who remember Cassie, yep. she is nowhere near the level of P. Diddy. So we're, we'll go into depth with her case because my God, this shit this poor woman had to endure. Yeah. And she's like my, she's, she's our age. Like she's, yeah. she's very young. She was, yeah, she was very young when she, when she, when she started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she met him at 19 and then it kind of just went from there. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about her case in a, in a little bit. But, so yeah. I just want to I want to explain how the the act uh, passed. Mm-hmm. The act was passed to acknowledge the impact of trauma on sexual assault survivors and how it may delay people from coming forward to the legal system at the time of the incident. So um, yeah, um, like I said, it's very crazy that you know a lot of these. Uh, took place like 20 years ago and well one we're going to talk about happened like 30 years ago yeah yeah (laughs) so um so yeah so with this law you know it it helped with cases apparently that were brought against like donald trump for example didn't know that happened but am i surprised no and you shouldn't be either yeah yeah so this was this was an incident that happened apparently in the mid 1990s um so that he, i think that's already been done and he already settled that or whatever so um so yeah that that's done um 
And again, just to kind of say in terms of the dates, like I I'm just don't understand why it only lasted the year. I feel like this is something that should go on a lot longer. There's something mm -hmm. that should just be there because I don't think a year is always enough for every woman to feel comfortable enough to come forward and say something, you know, because again, you're like, I just recently watched an episode, like this is a little bit different, but I recently watched an episode of, of from, from my true crime fans, Fear Thy Neighbor, where a little girl was claiming her neighbor, you know, exposed himself to her. Now, spoiler alert with this one, her father was a cop and basically took the law in his own hands eventually and murdered a lot of his neighbors and then killed himself. But yeah, but the, prior to all of that though, you had some of the neighbors being like, I don't believe this little girl because she was 12 or I think maybe 10, 10 or 11. I mean, I don't think he would do this. Like, I don't think this neighbor would do this. And I, my first question in that moment was, why don't we believe her though? Why are we so quick to not believe the little girl versus mm -hmm. him? And I'm, I'm not saying that the guy necessarily did or didn't do it. He is not alive to speak his truth now because he's been, he was killed. But I'm just like, why are we so quick to not believe her? Right. And this is the problem that we have and why women can't come forward and because say they something. The yeah, they have the fear, but then they also have, we literally even just as like the last 10 or so years, or even as more recently than that, you have cops literally telling young girls um, that you weren't raped. You, you, it was yeah. consensual. You have yeah. that too. So it's just like, again another episode that i watched of a different episode where that happened in like 2012 we have not yeah. learned that's so, crazy you, so i have to tell you that right in front of your face and say that you weren't oh but it happens all the time like that's not even surprising unfortunately but it happens all the time because it's like let's believe this punk and it's actually very surprising to me actually this particular that particular case because that was a white girl and the guy was black. So I found that very interesting. I'm like, oh, you don't usually see that. But in this case, it's like, don't believe him. Believe her. Because he is doing this. He eventually killed somebody else that he couldn't, you know, he felt like he couldn't have. And well, if I can't have you, then no one can. Yeah. So sometimes believe the victim because you could end up saving another person's life. Yeah. But back to this though yeah. so we me and you actually have talked about one one case in particular with a mayor of of new york well yes. that mayor is eric adams now eric adams is a little bit from what my understanding is a little problematic in many things my first introduction into Eric Adams was learning about how he has plans to deal with the rat problem in New York. Good luck, sir, because your plan isn't yeah. working. And yeah. not to mention your plan doesn't seem like a good plan. But anyways, that was my <laughs> first introduction to Eric Adams. But then we find out that there is a woman who is bringing a case based on this law against Eric Adams. So the accusation detailed in the lawsuit 
dates back to an incident that allegedly occurred in 93 when Adams was a transit police officer. The accuser, her name is Lorna Beach Mathura, alleges sexual assault, battery, and employment discrimination based on gender, in addition to claims of retaliation and the creation of a hostile work environment. So Mathura seeks no less than $5 million um, in her in her case, um, including also, which is totally normal if she were to win, this would also be in addition to her lawyer fees, any court fees, anything like that. Right. So Adams strongly denied the allegations. Of course he did. And he said, quote, people know my character and I could just empathetically state this never took place. Mm -hmm. It is just not who I am. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. I would never do anything to harm someone. No, first of all, Mr. Adams, we don't know you. Yeah. And even if someone close to you doesn't always truly, you don't always truly know a person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for you to say people know who I am and know my character but maybe we don't Yeah. and maybe what she's saying is true yeah so that's not enough yeah that's not that's not enough for you to to explain who you are as, mm-hmm. a, as a person or as the mayor of uh, New York mm-hmm. uh, I do share the fact that you know proof uh, what's, what's the what's the quote that people use uh, uh. Is it respect to proof? Uh, sorry, say again. Is it respect to proof? No, proven till guilty. Oh, but, oh, innocent till proven guilty. Yeah, there we go. Innocent till proven guilty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah, I, 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 I understand that, but yeah. again, kind of going back a little bit to our, to our jury episode. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in the core of public opinion you're not seen as innocent until proven right. guilty you're guilty and have to prove yourself prove your innocence the, and the thing is with cases like this which is something that i learned pretty early on in my schooling is when it comes to sexual assault cases yeah. especially like this because it doesn't look like he even if you are to rape someone someone could be smart enough to use a condom and not leave DNA on on the person and stuff like that. But this case doesn't sound quite like that. It sounds more like a sexual harassment type situation here. Although she's claiming battery, but I I don't know. Um, It's really hard to prove cases like this because a lot of times you need to have like witnesses to a crime which never always happens anyway but these are always so much harder to prove because even though you may not have a witness to like a murder for example you have evidence you'll have trace evidence you'll have dna you'll have fingerprints or whatever the case may be you could find a piece of a rug or something there's always something that will basically tie the murderer to the murder it's so much harder when we're dealing with like sexual yeah. assault or sexual harassment or rape or anything like that. So right. it's just so much harder. But that's 
why, you know, men get away with it. Yeah, I just don't understand men that Mm -mm. just don't learn. Because it's a power trip. It's a power trip. Let me say this for those who don't, um, aren't fans of true crime, don't watch it. Rape or sexual assault of this, of any kind, is not about sex. It's about power. Yes. It has nothing to do with the act of getting off. It has to do with the power. That's what the perpetrator gets off on, is having power over you. That's yes. it. It's disgusting. And it's very disgusting. And unfortunately, there are a lot of women, even women on this podcast, who have experienced that before in different things, in different ways. And it's, it is very disgusting. Mm-hmm. And in the time and moment, you'll give excuses to that person. Because in my case, it's partners that have exuded their power. And it's just like, no. And it's always that fear in the back of your mind that that shit's going to happen again. But it's all about power. It's nothing to do with anything else. And, And also for the men, when a woman says no, you take that no and Mm -hmm. you move on. Mm -hmm. Right, you don't force upon a woman's body like that. Yeah. You don't do that. Yeah. So listen to her because there's reasons why she's like even this goes to even partners. You might get consent initially, mm-hmm. but you might lose consent halfway through. Or consent might be taken away halfway through. And like in my I'm not gonna go too deep into my situation, but in my situation yeah. I literally needed a moment to breathe. I need a break. I needed to just catch my breath. That's all I needed. And he didn't listen. He he literally told me, I'm not stopping. Hmm. And I literally laid there and waited for it to end. Because it was no longer enjoyable for me. But it was all for him. So, you know... That is, even that is considered rape. Because you might have gotten consent initially, but you didn't later on. It was taken away from you. And no fault of your own. But it was just, I need a minute. Mm-hmm. So listen to her, because she knows what's going on in her brain and her in her mind and whatever. In the, the moment, you don't. Yep. So. Yep. Um, Back to Eric Adams very quick. So he, on top of this case, also has other things going on. Um, you know, the FBI raids happening. It's He's a hot mess of a person. Mm-hmm. Eric Adams is. Apparently there was other issues with other people who were running for mayor of New York. It's, it's, it's a hot mess. And meanwhile, while this is happening, you have like, what's his face, the mayor before, wasn't it? Um, oh shit, I can't remember his name. I think I have the name somewhere in here in my notes. And I'm like, oh, look at you. I can't remember his name now. But anyways, you have him kind of being like, is this my chance to come back? Even though he's no better than Eric Adams is. But anyways, you all know who I mean. 
Cuomo. That's Cuomo. That's it. Um, so we were just like, Eric Adams, you suck in many ways, more than one. But mm-hmm. yeah. So that's basically the case with Eric Adams. Okay, so then for the big case, I've obviously, we all heard Cassie mm-hmm. sued Diddy in a federal court on November 16th of this year, accusing the hip-hop mainstay, Diddy, of rape and a decade-long pattern of abuse that began when she was 19 years old. Now, for those of you who maybe don't know who Cassie is or don't remember who she is, she is the one who um, came out with her hit song like a million years ago. I was in high school. So sad. Um, Me and you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very simple video where she's dancing in front of the mirrors in the dance studio. Yeah. So, one of my favorite songs. (laughs) Oh, let me let me do research on that song. Keep going. You're doing research. Shut up. <laughs> um, Jesus. She has a, had other songs since then, but she kind of was maybe more of a one-hit wonder type person. Um, but she's been very much in the news still because she was with him. Yeah. So, me and you. Me and you. Yeah, I know. I said yeah, that already. Yeah. Because um, it was one of my favorite songs, so trust me, I remember the song. Um, so, the R&B singer, who was signed to his label, Bad Boy Records, and actually in the video she does say Bad Boy, Bad Boy Records, like or Bad Boy, in the end of the song. So, she was signed to them. She alleges sex trafficking, human trafficking, sexual battery, sexual assault and gender-motivated violence, among other causes of action. Like, this is, this is some shit. Okay? Um, the filing claims his controlling behavior started when she met him in 2005. So around the time that she would have released her, her single. So after she signed a deal with him, with his record label, which would have been the following year, he allegedly exerted complete control over her life, including her apartment, car, clothing, and even her medical records, to keep her under his thumb. This is sick. Yeah. This is really sick. According to the lawsuit, he went so far as targeting rapper Kid Cudi, who briefly dated Cassie in 2011 during a rough patch in their relationship, her relationship with Diddy. Um, so she's alleging he kind of was going after him as well. We'll get into what happened there in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So just one day after Cassie filed the lawsuit, she settled with him out of court. Um, so that's guilty. That is the thing. And we'll get to what he has to say about settling so quickly. Um, so we will get to it. Right, um ahead. so so as the dust cleared with that lawsuit multiple accusers stepped forward detailing their own sexual assault allegations against him so we're gonna get into all of it all of it so 
So we're gonna talk about quick like what he was accused of. We kind of talked about some of the stuff already, but we're gonna get into it. So the lawsuit alleges several instances of abuse committed by Diddy, including rape, battery, and forced sex acts with male sex workers. So that's kind of where the trafficking aspect comes in. The filing, as we're in the filing, Cassie depicts that Diddy, who was obviously, as we all know, was the head of the label and was also her romantic partner at some point didn't he propose to her at some point as well like a few years yes, back he did, yeah. he did? Yes, okay he did. He did. Yeah. um so she's claiming that he is a textbook abuser luring her into what she first perceived as a fatherly protective relationship this is sick only to find herself in an unequal and violent sexual relationship. So it's like he was grooming her initially and then had a romantic relationship with her at some point. So Yeah, that's that it's gross. Yeah. It's totally unequal in all aspects of her life in terms of age. The fact that he has more power, more money, yeah. more pull than she does. You guys, you guys can't see me now, but I'm shaking my head right now and you know, in disgust. So basically, uh, I know I'm pretty quiet on this subject, uh, but yeah, I'm just know that you know I'm shaking my head in disgust with all this uh, this information that I'm consuming. So yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Diddy successfully kept her under his thumb through his alleged intimidations um, tactics, which consisted of blowing up a man's car. That was Kid Cudi's car that he blew up. Dangling a friend over a 17th floor balcony. I'm assuming her friend. This guy, this guy thinks he's a villain, man. Eh? Right. Destroying cars. Right. And asking her to carry his gun in her purse. She never went to the police out of fear, obviously, and um, that it would just merely give him another excuse to hurt her. Of course, he's denying all these allegations. Of course you are. Like, I, I would be shocked if you admitted to it. So, Cassie, whose full name is Cassandra Ventura, was held down by Diddy and endured over a decade of his violent behavior and disturbed demands. Um, For Cassie, the dark times were those she's been trapped by him in a cycle of abuse, violence, and sex trafficking. So as we kind of will go back a little bit into the history here, he first expressed romantic interest in her in 2006, so as she signed to his label was when he's like oh by the way (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so the lawsuit claims when his makeup artist mentioned that he was interested in her that's kind of how she found out that Mm -hmm. he was interested his makeup artist told cassie like wait so um soon after the she basically said she um had been drawn into his death-setting, drug-fueled lifestyle. So we'll get to the drugs in a minute. Once he entered a romantic relationship, him and his inner circle allegedly controlled every aspect of her life. The lawsuit claims those close to him 
turned a blind eye to physical abuse. I'm going to say this right now, so I don't forget to say this later. Does this not at all sound like a certain person who's currently dealing with his own lawsuits, his own criminal cases right now? Yeah. 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 It's very similar. And and also for the people that, you know, that were in Diddy's circle and now just like, you know, um, giving his voice, giving their voice on the, um, or giving their opinion on to this uh well, i don't know if they're giving their opinion because you were in his circle and now all of a sudden basically you have you have, yeah. yeah how come you didn't protect her or how come you didn't weren't there to you know i mean everyone wants to say they're afraid of him they're afraid of him they're afraid of him listen to me that's crazy i could squish diddy with my fucking foot He's not someone that you need to be fucking afraid of. Sorry. I mean, one person I mean, all has to do is punch him in the face and it's done. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? Point, like, be like, try like try to be in their in their situation. I understand. I understand. That's that. that's, that's 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 it's disgusting. But like, no, I understand that. But mm-hmm. here's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. What if that was your daughter or your sister? Oh, I wouldn't. I'm gonna wouldn't. put. I'm sorry, but like, yeah. no one has that kind of power. Nobody. Yeah. yeah. No human being. This is why humans should not have that kind of power. So, yeah. you know, no one's above the fucking law. Yeah, I do. I 100% agree. I understand that you know he will probably blackball you to his uh, his uh, other people that he knows. Like you know, he probably will like if he knows yeah, somebody. I get that. Yeah. But there are other jobs that you can get. There, there are other states you can live in that he is not in. There are other places yep. you can... I'm not saying moving out of state is easy thing to, to accomplish. I'm saying that. But what I am saying is you don't have to work in this world where he is going to say, don't hire this person. You can go to somewhere else where Diddy has no fucking pull. Literally. Can you imagine if Diddy goes to freaking like trucking companies that don't hire this person? Like, who the fuck are you? Get the fuck out of my business. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Enough. (laughs) Enough of it. I I just think people who are that powerful are just disgusting and, you know. And it's making me sick that it's. I'm seeing a lot of black men who are being fucking exposed in this way listen it is really fucking difficult for black people to get ahead in life and then we see you fuckers making it even just 10 times harder because you can't get your shit in order you can act like a fucking human thanks you have literally given another reason for people to you know be racist towards us they're not saying that that should be how it should be but that is why we are viewed differently yeah and unfortunately similarly to r kelly's victims cassie is a woman of color Mm -hmm. who is going to be viewed as well what are you doing you know you sex thieving you know what i mean because that's how black women are apparently viewed 
we're viewed as sex demons or something like no we just enjoy sex like every other you know race of people you know uh, I'll, like, take it, I'll take it a step forward Bill Cosby well seeing Bill Cosby is a little bit of a different case here because he wasn't just targeting women of color if anything most of his victims were not women of color well, m- well, so they were believed more so than than R. Kelly's I mean come on again R. Kelly seen on tape pissing on a 14 year old girl and nothing mm-hmm. was done but as soon as, and I'm not saying that it shouldn't be this way, this is how it should be for anyone. But as soon as you had like our um, Bill Cosby's victims, his white victims coming mm-hmm. forward and saying something was when yeah. they're like, oh, okay, well, maybe that is true that, you know what I mean? Right. Even, I mean, even I mean, Harvey Weinstein, again, all white. And they were all believed without a thought that's what i'm trying to say is it's just very different for women of color when it comes to being believed when it comes to sexual assaults Mm -hmm. so and for cassie unfortunately it's a double whammy because she is a person of color and she's also part asian so it's just like you know yeah so it's just like what are you doing to make him like be that way you know that's what it comes but it always is so it's just so different for 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 women of color um so yeah so his inner circle ignored it they say that beatings were witnessed by him so him beating her um so it was witnessed by staff and employees but no one dared to speak up against their frightening and ferocious boss Cassie said she never went to the police for fear, as we mentioned before, because it would just cause them to hurt her more. In one particular instance of abuse that happened in 2009, he allegedly kicked her repeatedly repeatedly in the face, making her bleed, and had his staff hide her in a hotel room. Every, end quote, every time she hid, Mr. Combs' vast network of corporations and affiliated entities found her and those who worked for him for mr combs companies implored her to return to him this is this was said in the filing what many to remind treating a woman like this what a power power i know that's all it is i can show you that i can be the big bad wolf and i can be bad you know I mean, guys, come on. He named his freaking record Bad Boy Records. Come on. It was right there. You're staring us in the face for the longest time. Same similar thing with R. Kelly. Him calling himself the Pied Piper. Staring right at us in the face. We just ignored it. So, um, many went as far as to explicitly state that her failure to return to Mr. Combs would hinder her in some way so um but also would actually sorry it would hinder her success in the in- entertainment industry and if you think about it it's like there were times where we saw her we didn't but she'd come back and forth back and forth and she wasn't consistent when it came to her career so i do wonder if that's because of him 
and not so much because of her ability to create music and whatever. I do wonder that. So, <sighs> I don't know. It's hard to say. According to the suit, Cassie suffered memory loss from copious substance use, and she also had suicidal ideation during her relationship with him. I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah. The court papers cite an instance in which an MRI results went directly to him. Probably she had to get an MRI, maybe an MRI done to her brain because she was suffering memory loss. Let's remember here, mm-hmm. she's very young mm-hmm. and already experiencing memory loss. So she probably went to the doctor, did an MRI, and it went directly to him, not to her. Again, wow. that's illegal. That is illegal. No that's one crazy. should have access to anyone's medical records unless otherwise stated. You know, and I don't know if she did or didn't, what? but it would have been under distress. What, what, did, what did she sign for him to get that? You can sign an authorization. Is, um, it, to, is, it, is it different in America than Canada? No. So what basically, like, for example, when we have to order medical records and stuff like that mm-hmm. for our work, we have our client sign what is called an authorization or also called um, authorization and direction, which basically states our client gives us um, uh, their permission to get their medical records. They sign and date it, whatever. That is basically what happens. But our clients aren't signing it under duress. She probably is signing it under duress. If she's even signing it at all. Yeah, she still would have been an adult and she can sign as she so pleases. Um, But she, if you're signing something under duress, Uh that is no longer a legally binding document. Hmm. it's, It's capacity. It's when it comes to contract law, one of the many things that it needs to determined when signing a contract of any kind is capacity to do so then she would have lacked that so if she did then wow. anything okay so the suit named um not only diddy um and his associated business entities were also named so that includes bad boy entertainment bad boy records Epic Records, Holmes Enterprises, and Doe Corps. And that's pointing to a widespread complicity in the allegations against him. And we don't know what Cassie sought in damages, but it was unspecified amount in compensatory damages. I know I'm saying that wrong. Um, Basically, we did talk about this again in our jury episode where we talked about what that is and that's basically just money awarded to an injured party that Mm -hmm. would compensate for their damages injury or another incurred loss basically all it is so elsewhere in the filing cassie also alleged that he forced her to take part in freak offs quote unquote which she describes as an arrangement in which she had no choice to plan and engage in sex acts with male sex workers while he masturbated while watching so he's basically a voyeur which again listen 
y'all if you want to be a foyer go with your bad self that's fine everyone is entitled to their kink there's a there's a different term for that too is it a cock cuckold cuckold yeah but cuckold's a little different cuckold's a little different than being a voyeur you're it's it's a little different but it's it it's okay go on do it but when you're forcing a woman to do it with a sex worker that's not okay yeah while you just sit there and ew it's (laughs) gross this is gross anyway it's weird it is weird it's fucking weird so the encounters continued for years in high-end hotels across the country and sometimes occurred as often as once a week once a fucking week once a week Mm -hmm. image Mm -hmm. being that's traumatic for a human being absolutely they took photos and filmed the encounters as well Cassie would delete videos that were shot on her phone that it would not make any difference because once she was actually forced to watch the footage on a flight that she thought she had gotten rid of she thought she had gotten rid of this footage she didn't and he forced her to watch it so um following um an fo in 2016 so that's a freak out he allegedly paid a hotel fifty thousand dollars to erase hallway surveillance footage of an intoxicated diddy throwing glass of phases at Cassie when she tried to escape after he gave her a black eye. She would take copious amounts of drugs to disassociate during these horrific encounters. Which, again, I think I would do the same thing. So these drugs included ecstasy, cocaine, GHB, which is the date rate drug, ketamine, marijuana, and alcohol in excessive amounts. And the excessive substance use led to addiction, which I think, again, that's not surprising at all. Jesus. Yeah. There's more. We're not done yet. The lawsuit suggested also, as we talked about, Kid Cudi's car being blown up in 2012 in retaliation for the rapper's brief relationship with Cassie. Mm -hmm. Diddy once said he would target him. He actually said he would target Kid Cudi. Around that time, Kid Cudi's car was a, got a, was a exploded in his driveway. In a statement through his spokesperson, so Kid Cudi's spokesperson, he confirmed Cassie's account and said that this is all true. So we have that. Diddy forced his way into her home also and, and raped her in 2018. So I guess when they were together. According to the filing, while she repeatedly said no, and tried to push him away. Following the incident, Cassie left him for good. After that, she ended her association with Bad Boy Records in 2019. So, what do we know about settlement? So we're not gonna know a whole lot about settlement, that's not unusual. So the two yeah. parties, yeah, the two parties, as we kind of I just said, did not disclose terms of the settlement, which came just one day after Cassie filed the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And quote, we have decided to resolve this matter amicably. This is what Diddy said on November 18th. He then continues on to say, I wish Cassie and her family all the best. Love. Fuck you. Yeah, that's, Fuck probably, you. What she, that's probably what she was thinking too. 
Oh yeah. Like, Fuck you about I wish you the you fucked up her world and her family's picking up those pieces along with her. Mm. And then you wanna say love? Fuck you. Honestly. Man wanted it changes need to brother love. <sighs> God, I hate him. Anyways, I mean I've never been a huge fan of Diddy. Never been a I huge have, fan of him. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I have like there's only that, that one song, Bad Boy for Life. Nah, delete that song. I, I'm <laughs> I'm done. I can't yeah. sing the songs no more. You know, he does kind of say in one I don't know if that's the same song or a different song where he says, Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. Don't push him off the fucking edge. Just yeah. just, just push him off the fucking edge. We're done. <laughs> We're done with you. We're gonna start over. Um And the baby songs too. That's the thing. I can't. I'm not going to avoid Biggie because of him. Yeah. Um. Thank yeah. you for giving us him for the short time we had him. But like, yeah. it's just fuck you, man. You know, yeah. you gotta know. You. I want because the thing is, when we heard of, what we know about Biggie is that he was a really sweet man, loved his mom, mm. seemed to love his kids. I mean, he wasn't always didn't always make the right decisions mm. when it came to choices when he was married to another woman but he seemed to be really caring of the people around him mm-hmm. i would love to know what he would think about something like this oh yeah so, i would have loved to know say with pop i want to want to know well pop wasn't involved about. with him yeah i remember that yeah tupac wasn't involved with it at all he was with should mike he wasn't involved with, with diddy it was it was it was biggie um, so were they, were they cool? Were, were they were Tupac and uh, no? Diddy where were you? They're the whole, no, they weren't cool. They were also cool. Uh, they were at one one time, and then that eventually mm-hmm. stopped out of nowhere. They weren't cool. You talk about anyway. Um, yeah. so by reaching an agreement out of court, they avoided new likely damaging evidence being made available during the process of legal discovery. And he goes on to say, okay, so this was his lawyer, sorry, that said this, so quote, just so we're clear, decision to settle a lawsuit, especially Mm -hmm. in 2023, is in no way an admission of wrongdoing. His lawyer continues on to say, Mr. Combs' decision to settle the lawsuit does not in any way undermine his flat-out denial of the claims. He's happy they got to a mutual settlement and wishes Ms. Ventura the best. Which again, Settlement, like when we do settlements in our cases, and we mm-hmm. have to do a, like a final release. It literally states in the final in the final release, unless otherwise, it literally states in the release. This is not an admission to guilt. We're not admitting that we're at fault. Really, mm-hmm. it's not admitting. He's not admitting that he's guilty by you know just settling? just because you settle out of court does not mean you're admitting guilt it is not mm. an admission of guilt no Interesting. not at all yeah only a court of law so, can so why did, determine your guilt okay so why did he not go to trial with this if you feel it because he's guilty let me look at like this yes it's not an admission of guilt although people are going to put two and two together and say you're probably guilty but in the terms of a court in terms of the law he was he's not guilty so if he goes to trial right things are gonna come out 
the process of the legal right, of, yeah. of the law is very it's a long process first of all and yeah. secondly and you gotta remember she's i think she's doing him civilly so it's it's a little it's not a criminal court mm. not and the burden of proof in a civil court is very different than a criminal court nine times out of ten you're found guilty okay mm. um so yeah, things I don't can, yeah i don't understand the, the yeah the things can stuff, so things, yeah right. things can come out during a trial um that can make things just 10 times worse she could say things during the, what we call here a discovery and it was called a deposition in the states what she could say during that time is all on record all you need to do is get a transcript it's all on record mm-hmm. and it could just make things so much worse you can't put everything in your claim but that is what your discovery is for so Mm. yeah um so cassie's civil suit was brought under the as we've talked about obviously it was brought under the adult survivors act which is a new york law that gives the victims sexual abuse who were 18 or older at the time of the alleged uh instance gives them the chance to come forward and say something um and obviously as we can kind of tell she brought this right before um the 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 law expiring like literally like a week before um so i don't know if that was strategic on her part i'm not sure but um it, it worked it definitely did it brought a lot more voices out there for other uh victims so mm-hmm. so she said you know i quote with the expiration of the new york um adult survivors act fast approaching um she basically said it became clear that this was an opportunity to speak up about the trauma i have experienced and then i believe recovering from this for the rest of my life mm-hmm. thanks to the passage of the act she's now ready and able to also confront her abuser and to hold him and those who enabled his behavior accountable for their actions so we're going to quickly talk about how the music industry has been affected by this or how they are some people are coming forward about this so singer-songwriter Tiffany Red, who I've never heard of before, never published heard of never heard of her, published an open letter to Diddy in Rolling Stone on December 7th. Um basically siding with Cassie and her claims. Red said she became close to Cassie in 2015 while writing an album that Diddy never released. The musician was also present at Cassie's 29th birthday party where Diddy allegedly screamed and cursed at her after his verbal abuse disrupted karaoke with friends. Red claimed she saw the rapper drag a drugged Cassie to a quote-unquote freak-off. Not a freak-off. Um, so she actually witnessed that happening. Um, she wow. also said Cassie confided to her about the physical abuse that was happening um, on a separate occasion. Diddy's treatment of herself and her friend triggered PTSD, paranoia, and anxiety. So, in this letter that I think she 
kind of wrote to him, she says, and I quote, the power of balance makes it nearly impossible to fight back and terrifying mm-hmm. to speak up. But despite that, here I am standing beside my friend. There are moments in life when some of us have to face the hard choice of speaking truth to power or not. This is one of those moments. I you know, I agree. You're gonna love this. 50 Cent immediately got to work on a documentary about Diddy's sexual assault allegations. So he's coming out with a doc. The rapper confirmed the news in a tweet on December 7th. It said, quote, G-Unit film and television proceeds um, proceeds from the documentary will go to victims of sexual assault and rape. Good, good for him, honestly. Yeah, I, saw um, that. I saw that on his Instagram page. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. He's, he's good at keeping his word. Yeah, no, I, I believe him. Um, so he also had like a clip that was shown as well in the footage um former bad boy records rapper mark curry describes the um you know some of the things and the party or whatever hosted by diddy and allegations that he would spike champagne with drugs for women to consume that's great he claims oh oh, 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 he so he's he's Diddy would spike the champagne. Oh, mm-hmm. So he saw this, but didn't say. Diddy, Diddy said it to him that this is what he would do. Is that he would spike the champagne? Okay, so yeah. that's what I'm talking about. You, 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 you heard this, but you mm-hmm. don't. But you don't say anything. You don't say anything. Yeah. He came. He claims that they would become real, real slippery, not knowing they were drugged. Um. So this is what was said. Kesha changed her lyrics of her hit single TikTok, where she says in the beginning of the song, wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy, right? So in her performance on November 19th, she sang the song and she said, wake up in the morning feeling like me. Bye Diddy, you're not a part of my song anymore. So 50 Cent also commented on the settlement in a now deleted Instagram post insinuating that Diddy is not yet in the clear. And I agree with him, he is not. Nope. Um, he said he paid that money real quick. Should have done that before the sharks saw the blood in the water and here they come in five, four, three, two, one. Every woman he put his hand on. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Former Danny Kane member Aubrey O'Day responded to the allegations on November 16th. She expressed support for Cassie, tweeting, She's been trying to tell y'all. She attached screenshots of news headlines about the lawsuit. Danny Kane was formed by Diddy on MTV's Make the Band in 2005. Mm. O'Day's former bandmate Don Richard also shared a message of support for Cassie. She said, quote, Praying for Cassie and her family for peace and healing. So, um, she also said that you are beautiful and brave. So, that's kind of what the music industry is saying. So, has Diddy said anything since settling with Cassie? Will he be an idiot to say anything? But, um, as we know, he's denied all allegations of wrongdoing. He said, enough is enough in a tweet. Fuck you, but enough is enough. <laughs> um, yeah, he, t- he tweeted us on December 6th. 
um, after facing a total of five lawsuits in recent weeks. So there are other lawsuits that have come about. He says, for the last couple of weeks, I have sat silently and watched people try to assassinate my character, destroy my reputation and my legacy. Fuck your legacy. Fuck you. Just go away. He pointed fingers at victims saying they were looking for quick payday. Okay. Okay. What other allegations has Diddy faced? As we mentioned, he now has other um, cases that have come about. Um, so multiple accusers hit Diddy with an avalanche of lawsuits in the weeks after Cassie sued him for sexual assault. At the time of this article, four additional victims stepped forward. Four. Yeah. A woman filed a claim with the Southern District Court of New York on December 6th, alleging Diddy and um, and Bad Boy Records executive Harv Pierre, don't know who you are, but we're coming for you too, I guess, and a third assailant. Um, she's claiming that these three people gang raped her when she was 17 after trafficking her across state lines in 2003. Oh, so we also have a federal case in our hands. It's perfect. Because crossing state lines mm-hmm. with a, with basically someone you're now holding hostage is a federal offense. Good job. Good, good, good fucking job. Um, <clears throat> seeing two other women bravely speak out against Diddy and mm-hmm. Mr. Peer and respectfully this other person, um, it gave her the confidence to tell her story as well. This is what is in the lawsuit. Um, Diddy's lawyers filed formal appearances against this case on December 21st, and they're going to be responding to the full lawsuit by February 20th. So this is something I definitely want to keep our eyes out on and see kind of what happens with this. Yep, we'll keep, keep the people updated. Mm-hmm. So over Thanksgiving weekend, so that would have been sometime in November. I can't remember when Thanksgiving was for you guys, but anyways, um, Diddy was hit with two separate lawsuits accusing him of sexual assault and a third accusing his company of negligence and workplace violence. The first one comes from a former Syracuse University college student who accuses him of drugging and sexually assaulting the victim, filming the act and then showing it as a form of revenge porn. Wow. The second one accuses him and singer-songwriter Aaron Hall, don't know who you are either, but we're coming for you too, um, of alleged rape and assault against the plaintiff and her friend in 1990 or 1991. So we're talking 32 or 33 years ago. Okay? Wow. Days after Cove reportedly sexually assaulted the victim, he went back to her place of residence and finally, violently attacked them. So not only did he sexually assault these two people, but then he went back and did it and, and did more damage. <laughs> <sighs> A woman named Pierre and Diddy's business entities and sexual assault and workplace harassment lawsuit as well, claiming, quote, Pierre engaged in a year-long pattern of grooming that eventually turned violent on multiple occasions. 
Halloween 2016 and 2017. 2016 2017? Mm-hmm. So just recently. Mm. Just the last wow. little few years. Additional allegations resurfaced after Cassie's lawsuit first came to light. A 2019 interview with Virginia V, which we'll get her full name in a minute, detailed alleged instances of physical abuse. In a conversation with the controversial internet personality, Tasha mm. K, um, Diddy's ex-girlfriend, I'm not sure if one of these two people are Diddy's ex-girlfriend, but anyways, accused him of once this is a trigger warning a massive trigger warning this is okay, involving cautious yeah. people pregnancy loss to its darkest degree he was accused of stomping on her stomach punching her and trying to pay her to abort their child so he was basically trying to force a miscarriage mm by doing what he was doing. He stomped, this is a quote, he stomped on my stomach really hard, like took the wind out of my breath. So this is Virginia V, so she's the ex-girlfriend. Um, <clears throat> and her real name is Gina Hewen. Hewen? I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. Um, so she goes on to claim, I couldn't breathe, he kept hitting me. I was pleading to him, can you just stop? I can't breathe. She added that everyone around Diddy allowed the abuse to occur. He was mentally, emotionally, and physically abusing me. He would also compare me to Cassie and tell me that I'm the bad one, she's a good one. Yet, you still treated Cassie like absolute garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused by you. Um, Diddy's former personal chef, her name is Cindy Luella, filed a lawsuit against him in 2017, claiming sexual harassment, failure to pay overtime, and retaliation. Ruella alleged Diddy would regularly ask her to serve food to him and his friends immediately following sexual activity that was put to her. The men would be naked during the post-coital meals. Um, so, sorry, let me rephrase. I don't think it was directed to her. The sexual activity so they would be having sex with other people and then ask for food because well if you've ever had sex with a man before they tend to get hungry afterwards right yeah but instead of getting clothed and eating a meal like a normal human they would still be naked post-coital um so this was in the lawsuit and diddy once asked um if she liked his body ew Weirdo. Disgusting. He settled the lawsuit with Ruella in 2019. No terms were divulged. Which, well, again, not surprising. In the years prior, Diddy allegedly assaulted his son's football coach in 2015. Um, on top of blowing up Kid Cudi's car in his driveway, he also fought him at a club in 2012 and was sued for ordering a promoter's assault in, 20, in, in 2007. So he basically hit, hired like a quote-unquote hitman on someone else back in 07. In the mm -hmm. 90s, Died. yeah, in the 90s, he pled guilty to a reduced assault charge after he attacked the president of Interscope Records 
with a chair, a telephone, and a champagne bottle over a blasphemous Nas video that includes a scene of two men crucified. There's a way to handle this, you know, in that. The judge sentenced him to one day um, in an anger management program. One fucking day. Here's a slap on the fucking wrist. Wow. But that's everything. That's everything having to do with Diddy. It's just, which is a lot. There's probably a lot more that we don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, there's stuff on him with Kim Porter as well. So um, that's a whole <sighs> <new> story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I that's mean, another story. But, this is, again, like I said before, feels so similar to our Kelly. Difference being, you know, Kelly was targeting underage girls mm-hmm. versus, you know, Diddy is, well, Cassie was barely legal when all of this started. So, right. it, you know, it's just, it, I don't, I just, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't lost words. Yeah, I lost words. Like, just, just men, men, please don't lose yourself like this. Do not lose yourself like this. If you do, then you're just as bad as Diddy. You're mm-hmm. egotistical, mm-hmm. psychotic, disgusting. Well, that's the thing. Nine times out of ten, we're talking about people who commit crimes, any crime. Right. Nine times out of ten, they are narcissists and think they can get away with it and think they will yes. never be caught. And this yes. is the case with, with Diddy as well. Um you know I think any true crime person or fan who watches true crime um, or whatever can think of just some anyone on top of your head who you can go back to and be like yeah I see the similarities with this person like for example I could see the similarities with like Bundy because he thought I would never be caught I will get away with it I can do my own defense I don't need a lawyer and I'm gonna get away with it. And guess right. what? You don't. You don't get away with it. Maybe Diddy isn't gonna get, you know, fried in the same way that Bundy was, literally, because um, mm-hmm. he was, you know, put to death in in Florida. Um, yeah. So obviously that's not gonna be the case with with him. But in so many ways, you are being put to death publicly because. If you think this man is going to continue going and be able to continue creating music and working with artists, That's, yeah, nope, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. You're you're done. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Just like R. Kelly. He was done. A lot of his uh, business vouchers are suddenly uh, cut in ties with him. So oh, of course. That's, that's good that's a good thing so um he's he is fucked yeah he's so fucked. uh here's another question and this is probably going to be the final question mm-hmm. um to the 12 diddy fans out there <laughs> do you um separate the artist from the person into this so for, for, for me Kind of how we saw 
the reaction with R. Kelly, with his fans, his clearly devoted fans, yeah, siding with him after everything. I think there are a lot of people who are going to be in denial, first and foremost, mm-hmm. of all of this. Because in the end of the day, who we're not going to believe women, right? But on the other hand, with I, I can, I'm going to use R. Kelly as an example because I probably listened to his music more so than Diddy. And the thing with Diddy too is he's so much bigger than R. Kelly, honestly, um, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, yeah, bigger because, name. Yeah. yeah, because he. It's not just him, but it's everyone who's come out of Bad Boy Records, right? Um, With R. Kelly and me still choosing to listen to some of his music, it's not easy. It's really not easy to listen to his music or even listen to songs that he's written and he's not a part of. For example, You're Not Alone. I'm a huge MJ fan, so I'm going to listen to that song. Cry is another one. But the thing with some of his music is I can tie it back to his abuse. There's not a lot of songs that I can listen to with R. Kelly and not think of the abuse that he has put people through. So it's going to be really difficult for me. I think with Diddy, though, he's a little smarter. Diddy did not put his shit out there for people to potentially misconstrue later on. Mm. R. Kelly did. R. Kelly put his shit in his music for people to then later misconstrue, right? So I think that's also the difference. So I think it might be easier for people to separate the artist and the artist, the artist and his music. I think it's Mm. a little little different. Mm -hmm. With R. Kelly, it was just like, I can't listen to You're Not Alone not knowing that he wrote that for a victim. I can't listen to, um, like, even bump and grind and not think about the fact that he's talking about kids and essentially. There's very few songs that I can listen to without thinking about that. Cry would be one that he wrote and he's not really in. He is in slightly, but you blink and you'll miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can listen to that because it's not about anything having to do with that. It's about the world and helping the world. So that's fine. Angel is another one that I can listen to and not think about that. Mm-hmm. Even the one for Space Jam that, he, you know, I I believe I can fly. I can believe I can fly, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you can listen to that and not take that back to his abuse. But mm-hmm. there's not a lot. That's basically it. Where I was like, anything else, I'm just, I'm out. <laughs> like, it's hard. So, with the, the Diddy, if you are a diehard fan of Diddy, everything having to do with Diddy, it's, it's, it's gonna maybe not be as hard. Mm-hmm. For me, it would be difficult for me, I mean, listening to me and you, I haven't listened to that song in quite some time, but it would be difficult to listen to that song after knowing all of this mm-hmm. and now knowing, were you singing that for your abuser? 
even right. even before the abuse obviously happened or whatever. Like the abuse was happening, obviously, but this is a different mm-hmm. scale. Like, is that who you're singing it to? Is that why the song was written for you? Yeah. You know? Like that that would be because I don't think yeah. she wrote that song. I think it was someone else wrote that song. So it mm-hmm. you know. I I don't know. I mean, I can avoid Diddy as much as I can. Yeah. Because I don't listen to a lot of his um, music. I don't listen to a lot of his artists' music. Like, obviously, Biggie is one that, yes, I do. But yeah. um, for me, uh, it's uh, uh, it's a it's it's a no. You, you are the person. Exactly. <laughs> you are yeah, the person I hear that. And the artist, in my in my opinion. So basically. Um, if even if like one of my favorite artists is like if Fifty did like something like to this magnitude, I would delete mm. all the music. Mm. <laughs> it's that it's that simple. Uh, I don't listen to that much Diddy um, mm. at all. The only yeah, song I don't I, which I already said it in the podcast earlier mm. um, was Bad Boys. Um, Bad Boys I could easily like, just yeah, yeah, I could easily just delete that and be like. Yeah, in terms of R. Kelly, like you said, um, I can believe I can fly. I don't listen to that song that much or to his music at all. So I, mean, I can live without R. Kelly's music. I mean, so. I probably I would say listen to his music maybe once every year, mm-hmm. couple of years, or once or maybe a couple times a year. It just depends. Like it's on my Spotify, I'll listen to it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but um. Because again, it's 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 what makes me angry with mm-hmm. these people. It's like you give us these this, this art that yeah. we grew up listening to that we love. Like I mm-hmm. will never forget when I first heard Ignition on the radio and Ignition remix on the radio mm-hmm. and fell in love with it instantly. Yeah. I remember what I was doing. I was young. And then to find out later on, and again, like even you know, knowing R. Kelly wrote "You Are Not Alone" for Michael Jackson, and knowing how huge that song was, and I've been listening to that song for as long as I can remember, and then to find out the true meaning behind that song, mm-hmm. I cried. I cried because I'm like, how can I be listening to a song? Michael Jackson basically penned as like a love song in his mind penned this love song to his wife at the time which was Lisa Marie Presley and for me to find out actually no wait a minute this song has a different meaning for you the songwriter and you're singing to your 17 year old victim who literally just I can't remember if she had an abortion or she had a miscarriage but she was pregnant with his fucking kid and the reason he wrote the song was because she wouldn't talk to him anymore. She was done, obviously. Mm. She didn't go through the same abuse as other people did, but she went through her own abuse nonetheless. Um, so it made me very angry. But again, it's like, in that moment, what do you do? Because it's not him singing it, but it was him that wrote it. It's like, I don't know. 
I mean, yeah. that does not the same case with Diddy. Diddy doesn't write his own music. Okay. Nope. He doesn't. I mean, it was at that point, honestly, to, I'm telling you, at that moment when I found out that Diddy doesn't write his own raps, and I'm like, you're mm-hmm. not a rapper then. Like, get mm-hmm. out of here. Like, that's kind of when I was done with him. And that was a long time ago. Yeah. That's yeah. why I found out when he did. I think he wrote that lyric into, is it, is it Bad Boys? Was it Bad Boys or the Victory Verse? Uh-huh. Or I can't remember. He said something like, he, don't worry about, you know, me writing rhymes. Oh, I, yeah. like I don't that. know. I don't know. I can't remember. I can, but I'm I like, sir, you're not a rapper then. Yeah. Rappers write their own. To me, rappers write their own music. I mean, that's the least of the concerns here, but like, rappers write their own music. So that's kind of when I wrote you off. But, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, shout out to Cassie for being strong mm-hmm. and, uh, and like, uh, encouraging, also encouraging other women to, you know, voice the same. their situation. So, um, yeah. Shout out to her. Coming forward also. is not easy. So, yeah. Yeah. It is. At any point, doesn't matter who he is, mm-hmm. it's not easy. Okay, um, so this ends episode 17 of the Next Take podcast. The Next Take podcast is available now on all podcast platforms. We also have a website called solo.to slash Next Take podcast. And for and for contact emails, email us at mikaltanika at gmail.com. So, um, and don't forget, we have our social medias as well Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and TikTok. Facebook, Instagram is Next Take Podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 t- Twitter and TikTok is Next Take Pod, <laughs> um, I think. I know that's definitely pod, so, but yes. Right. right, right, right. Okay, okay. So we talked about all the comments out there, such as the, the devil comment and the hand comment. The ghostly right? hand comment, Ghost, yeah. Ghostly hand comment. So hopefully those don't come down to earth. And no, the ghostly hand us. comment is dead anyways. Was it dead? Uh, the com- oh. the ghostly one is dead. It's a dead comment. Um, the, dead devil, comment? the devil comment, please stay away from us. <laughs> Yeah, still around. So and away from the sun as well. It could definitely cause damage <laughs> to the sun. And that's bad for us too. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully it doesn't give the 666 sign to oh, God. both the earth and the sun. <laughs> uh, and also the... Um, the uh, New York Adult Survivor um, Which was basically... A lot of sad moments into you know that conversation and yeah. um yeah um like i keep saying to every man or you know every woman um don't be a power hungry person keep your hands to yourself mm-hmm. um know know what consent is so if a person says no you you listen to them yeah listen so yeah um, yeah okay there's kinks and shit right there's kinks and stuff but just make clear guidelines for yourself yep Yep. 
Yep. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm Mikael and and I'm Tanika. We are out until next week's episode.